just kidding. It's Ryan Trady Hart, and welcome to the podcast. And here we go. All right, here we are. We are back, and uh, it's Wednesday. And if you're listening to another day, then it's whatever day you're listening to it. But this is Heart to Heart. And we are going through a series right now where we're studying a book. And what it is is, um, hey, before we go into that, hey, in the studio with us today is our summer intern. He's hanging out with us. He's got his laptop ready. He's going to help me read some scripture. He's going to help me out. Eli Horton, a local legend. Eli, you can say something more than what's up. Go ahead. Oh, what's up, guys? Uh, So I'll be here for the summer. Yeah. Glad to be a part of this. Uh, This is fun. So Eli's working with the youth. He's he's basically doing anything he can to help around the church. So I thought, man, you're here today. Jump in the podcast and help me out a little bit. So he'll be here. But Eli, here's I was explaining to him earlier. I'll explain to you guys and Eli what's going on is the first season of Heart to Heart, we interviewed a lot of people and had a lot of great conversations. And we're going to get back to that. But right now, we're in a study in my Bible study called, uh, of a book written by Dan Kimball called How Not to Read the Bible. It's not just how not to read the Bible. It's making sense of anti-women, anti-science, pro-violence, pro-slavery, and crazy things in Scripture. Is that cool? You got Eli? Eli's a, he's a sophomore at Catawba. Yep. So I feel like this is good. This might be good for you to be in because, to be honest with you, a lot of this is, is man, it's... The book is written because a lot of folks have grown up in church, walked through church, been in church their whole life, start handling and reading the Bible, and all of a sudden they start deconstructing their faith and they start bailing because some of the verses are hard to deal with. Do you see that, Kenny? I mean, from the cover and hearing that, I can definitely see that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because some of the verses are hard to deal with, and they're hard to work with, and that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, there's a... There's a meme out there that's in the book today, and it said, I'm an atheist because I read my Bible. And it's basically saying, how do you deal with some of these hard verses? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about, and that's what we've been talking about. This is the third episode of this series, and we've had great, great studies on Sunday morning and some great things. Um, but we're going to build off the foundation that we have been listening uh, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks. And the foundation is, one, we, we define what the Bible is and when it was created, when it was established. And then the big key coming out of last week, um, both on the podcast and in the study, is this idea that the Bible is written for you but not to you. Okay, The Bible was written for us, but it wasn't directly written to us. And one of the most important things we can do while reading Scripture is to realize that this was written to a specific group of people at a specific, I always say that, <laughs> specific time. So it's, it, it was, it's not written to Brian D. Hart, United States, North Carolina, 2022. That's not who it was written to. Now, can I read it and gain from it and learn from it and see God in it? Absolutely. Is God revealing things in it? Absolutely. Man, I think one of the most important things you can do for any human being ever is to be grounded in the Word of God. Um, Eli, you, do you know what they, uh, a lot of people call them spiritual disciplines. Have you ever heard that idea of spiritual disciplines? So Eli's an athlete, so to be an athlete, you got to be disciplined, correct? Like right. You can't be eating cheeseburger and pizza at 2 o'clock in the morning and getting up for practice at 5, right? you got to be just throwing up. Yeah, exactly. But And then also in off-season, right now, you got to be working out and keeping your body, right? That's a discipline. Well, one of the things that I was listening to a podcast yesterday was talking about the um, 
the fact that the church has kind of we we missed a generation of teaching people spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines are, are reading the Bible every day. Right. So reading the Bible every day is so valuable and so important. You miss a good day or two, it doesn't matter. Get back into the Word. You're reading four chapters or one chapter or two verses. Reading the Word of God is a spiritual discipline and a habit that we all need to be. Prayer. Not just reading the Word of God, but prayer. Communication with Christ in opening our hearts to Him. So vitally important. Fasting. Fasting is so important. Nobody even talks about it anymore. Fasting. And then, but here's a crazy thing. I like the way the guys, the lady said it yesterday. She goes, we have a generation of things that's skipping a cup of coffee in the afternoon is fasting. That ain't fasting. Mm-hmm. Fasting, I mean, fasting is a discipline that, like, you're training your body to be dependent on God and not food, which is nuts. Um, But those spiritual disciplines. So in saying all this, man, how not to read the Bible? I'm, I'm just going to assume that we all, we got to read the Bible. We've got to read the Word of God. Um, I'll start with this verse, 2 Timothy 2.15, 2 Timothy 2.15. All right, today we're going to talk about the, some of the strange things in the Bible, okay? We established um, what the Bible was, who it was for. We we looked at, uh, and, and we're, we're, we're going to go through this assumption that Day, Dan Kimball has taught us, is that the Bible is written uh, for us, but not exactly to us, all right? And then we talked about the different types of Scripture, uh, so Timothy, First Timothy, written by Paul. We, we, we got that last week. It's a New Testament scripture. It's written by Paul. Uh, I'm going to get uh, Eli to read it for us, and then we're going to like handle it a little bit. Second or first? Let's go second. Second Timothy 2.15. Uh, second Timothy 2.15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of the truth. Uh, see, that's the big part right there. Correctly handles the word of truth. He's talking about being able to read and understand Scripture. So there, so let's let's be intelligent here. If it's saying correctly handle the word of truth, there are ways that people read Scripture incorrectly, right? And that's one of the things that we're wanting folks to do. Uh, not we, we don't want folks to read Scripture. We want them to help them not do. Um, so let, let's look at some of the strange things. Uh, in scripture. So while I talk about this, Eli's going to look up Exodus 23 19. Now, a lot of, while he's looking that up, a lot of these strange verses that we're going to handle and work with in the next couple weeks are written out of Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. That's where a lot, and Genesis has some crazy stuff happens, but Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy have a lot of crazy things. Now, in saying that, Let's establish what we learned last week, okay? Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy are part of the law. There's law, there's poetry, there's um, there's the New Testament. We talked about these these different forms of Scripture that the Bible is actually a library. You read the law different than you read poetry or than you read a letter, right? You, you, that's just what you do. It's written different for different people. So read uh, Exodus 23, 19. 23, 19. Yes, sir. Bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. Don't cook a goat in its mother's milk. So, Eli, I, I didn't mean to call you out and convict you right here, but stop cooking these goats, man, in, these, in this mother's milk. I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> it means don't cook a goat. I mean, it's oh. pretty simple. Like a goat and its mother's. 
It's a weird scripture. Yeah. Right, it's a strange one. First off, we got rid of, this was the law. This was a law, right? Do you right. know that there's some strange laws out there? Now, listen, this law was written, I kind of went back and looked at this. This law was written to the Israelite people. It wasn't written to Brian D. Hart. It wasn't written to Eli. It wasn't written to, it was written to the Israelite people somewhere between 1550 and 1069 B.C., okay? Okay. Now, here's the thing. There's still crazy laws on the book now today. Dan Kimball does a great job. I love, like, if you haven't gone and watched his videos on YouTube, he's hilarious. But he talked about in Arizona right now, in Arizona, it's illegal for a donkey to sleep in a bathtub. Really? Honest to God, on the books. In Kentucky, it is illegal to carry ice cream in your back pocket. In Rhode Island, it is illegal to throw pickle juice on a trolley, which I understand that one completely. <laughs> Because pickle juice will stay with you, man. And in Maryland, in Maryland, it is illegal to mistreat oysters. You can't mistreat them. Like so, if you see an oyster and you ignore it or you roll your eyes at it, it's illegal. That's great. Now, these are funny things, but they all have a reason, right? So, like in Kentucky, Dan talks about this in his book in chapter three. And I think it's great. In Kentucky, it's illegal to carry ice cream in your back pocket, which I find hilarious because I just I'm picturing a waffle cone like from Smitty's. I was thinking of a pint of ice cream. Oh, you're thinking like a whole jug yeah. in your back. That's a big back pocket, bro. I mean, you got a lot back there. But okay, so it's illegal. Let's let's think. Uh, let's think some Ben and Jerry's, like a quart of Ben and Jerry's. What's your favorite ice cream? I like cookies and cream. Are you a cookies and cream guy? Yeah. yeah. I ha- I can't eat ice cream. I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, and I like to make sure everybody knows because I'm tired of people offering my ice cream. Anyway, um, so why – so Dan Kimmel teaches this in his book, and I, I love this. Someone's like, that's stupid. Why – who cares if you can carry ice cream in your back? Was it hurting? When that law was established, there were horse thieves in Kentucky, and horses love ice cream. So they would take ice cream and put it in their back pocket, and as they're walking down the streets, the horses would want the ice cream, and they would get loose and follow them around the corner so they could steal their horse. So there became a law. They were like, this is happening. People are still... So they made a law that you can't do that. That makes complete sense. Right. So when we read in Scripture, don't uh, cook your goat in its milk, you're like, that makes no sense. What, what are they talking about? But we got to remember, it's written to Israel. It's written to the Israel, Israelite people during a certain time. And here's what was going on. At that time, um, the the people that they they were around, that, that God was doing something in their lives, those folks would have ceremonial rituals where they would do different things. The Canaanite people, actually. And they would, they would cook and sacrifice things. Goats represented life. You remember the Abraham covenant? Mm-hmm. What happened when Abraham took Isaac up on the? You remember that Abraham took Isaac up on the thing, and he was going to sacrifice him. Kind of crazy because if you really study it, Abraham was like a teenager. So you know, being you're right out of your teen years, could you imagine? Like I can imagine taking my boys. My boys would be like, "Why the heck are you taking me up? You know, I'm like you're going to die. Like I got to kill you. You know." But anyway, what was over in the thick? Is a goat. Is a goat, right? So goats had this meaning of life, right? Because they sacrificed goats to God. So on Passover they sacrificed. So there was a meaning of life to goats, right? But then you have this ritual of bullying a baby goat was a ritual of death. So what this law was saying was, man, like don't be like the Canaanite people. 
Don't be like the Canaanite people. You're set apart. God has a plan for these people of Israel, and he's giving them laws to set them apart. The Bible, you can you can look up this, man. The Bible is filled with things the Bible bans. Things the Bible bans. It bans eating shrimp and lobster. That makes sense. What? It, it ban, it, you can't eat pork, right? right? Um, it, it bans you can't wear clothing of two types of fabric. You can't in rows when you plant crops. You can't have two crops side by side. You can't. Have you ever heard this? Can't have a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, my life group's in trouble. Like, we're all tatted up back there, bro. <laughs> I told them we're planning on having somebody one Sunday morning to come in and get a tattoo, like, while we're teaching. I thought that'd be cool. Anyway, um, but you can't cut around your beard or your head. There's all these crazy rules. Here's the main thing we need to understand. A lot of these rules were, were written to a specific group of people at a specific group of time to separate them from everybody else. To show their difference. So uh, go to go to Romans 12.1. I'm not going to quote it. Go, go to Romans 12.1 because that's a huge one. That's a huge one. Uh, and, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Go to number two. Romans 12.2. Uh, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and improve what's God's will and His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, how good is this? So, see, everything we're talking about, Paul addressed, right? He's like, offer your body a living sacrifice. Set yourself apart. And then he's like, don't be conformed to the world. Don't be like the world. So, so much of the Old Testament and these weird scriptures, these things that people are like, man, God doesn't want us to play football. We can't touch cheap, you know, pigskin. Have you ever heard that one? The There's... There's actually one in Leviticus that tells you you can't play football because you can't touch a pigskin. Really? Yeah. Crazy thing is, footballs aren't made of pigskin. They're made of leather and plastic. Right. You know? But two, the reason they're called pigskin is because they used to use a bladder of pigs to inflate them. Mm-hmm. But still, you're not touching pigskin. And still, that's a Levitican <laughs> law to protect the people because pigs carried diseases at the time. So he was separating those people to 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 keep them apart so let me go back to the goat all right the goat's a good one i'm gonna read it the canaanite custom was to bull a, a child goat or baby goat in the mother's milk as a sign of worship or a ritual it was something that they felt like was for fertility you know it, it, it gave them the ability to have children they believed that bullying a baby goat in its mother's milk would appease the gods so why would God in Exodus tell us not? Because he doesn't want us worshiping false gods. Right. He doesn't want us to be conformed. God always was trying to keep the Israelite people from being separate, to show that I am the one true real God. It's the same thing he's doing today. I mean, it's the same thing he wants us to do today. He wants us to be set apart. We're, we're different. We're absolutely different. And this is where... I mean, this is where the study is going for me and what I'm learning is a lot of these crazy verses that people are like, man, I don't believe in God because, man, you you believe in unicorns or you believe it's not right to do goat's milk and all that. At the end of the day, when we start pulling it back and say, okay, this was not written to me, but it's written for me, God wants me to be set apart. Like, my life has got to look and be different than the world's. If I'm looking around and everybody I'm around is living the exact same lifestyle I am, uh, the culture is living the life, exact same lifestyle I am uh, politically everything's the exact same thing I am like I'm in trouble 
Because I'm not being set apart for God to use me. God, God wants to use me to show the world to follow him. Pastor said it this past Sunday, the scripture of follow me, that Paul said, follow me for I'm following Christ. Well, if I'm living just like everybody else, why would you follow? But if you can see the evidence of God on my life and doing something in my life, then then you follow follow me. So this week on How Not to Read the Bible, we're talking about goats <laughs> and shrimp. Like, I love shrimp. Like, me I absolutely too. love shrimp. But what happens is, is we take the Bible and we start reading it like it's a textbook. Right. And we start reading it like it's something that was... Maybe written directly to, we talked about it in our Sunday school last week, but Jeremiah 29, 11, man, God gives a promise that, he gives a promise for us, and we love that, but sometimes that promise is for 70 years, we got to wait 70 years on it. Like the Bible was written, God speaks through the Word of God to us, but we got to realize sometimes like he wasn't writing in the Old Testament directly to us. We just have to, we have to see it. We have to pray and see what he's saying to us. Is the Bible anti-women? Absolutely not. We're going to talk about this and probably get into this more next week. Is the Bible pro-slavery? It says in the Bible you can sell your daughter into slavery. The Bible says the, the Bible is the most anti-slavery book there is. So, but it says slavery. Listen, the culture of that time when these scriptures were being written, slavery was huge. Slavery is still huge. Like, Let's be honest. But God is saying, no, treat people with dignity and respect. And 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 sometimes the word slavery was um was misinterpreted into bond servant. Somebody's like, well, what's a bond servant? Bond servant is basically an employee, if you break it down. So we're all kind of slaves, you know? We're all everybody has an employee or employer. But some of these things that we allow the culture to push against us on, if we would just stop and say, okay, Lord, show me and be disciplined in reading the Word of God and praying and be okay with saying, I don't know, but I know that the Bible was written for me. It's written for you, but it's not written to us. It's like reading, it's like it's like if we're reading history and we're reading a, a, in the Old Testament, we're reading a laws that were made pre-Civil War. Well, those laws don't apply to us now, right? Some of those do, some of those don't. We have to look through there and see which one... I just think we have to look through it with an open heart, open lens, and allow God to kind of cultivate and speak through us. So, man, this is a big deal for my class, man. Much of uh, middle age, we're we're not all middle age. There's some young folks in there, but it's a, it's a big deal because we're getting pushback on this. Like, mm. it's everywhere. I mean, it's absolutely. I mean, you, I, you can Google right now every meme I've talked about. What the Bible bans? Polyester suits. You know, like what's. Right. And it's people are so hard evangelistically pushing, trying to push us away from Christ and God. But you gotta realize, man, some of this stuff was written to protect us, absolutely protect us, and set us apart. Because God had a plan. The Israelite people, David, the lineage, something important was coming out of the lineage of David, and it was Jesus Christ. So he had to protect those people. He had to set boundaries for them to set them apart, to protect that lineage, to 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 have the to have it move so that Jesus could come and be our Savior and Redeemer and bring us into a correct relationship with Him. Um, next week, if you're listening, next week we're going to go a little bit deeper into this. Probably going to talk a little bit more about slavery and anti women. Uh, anti women's two weeks, so get ready. Eli, will you be here in two weeks? Yes, maybe. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so he'll be here in two weeks but 
Eli's going to sit in here and help us some. If you've got any questions or you want to talk about this with me more, you can always, you know, connect with me socially. Uh, all of you four people that listen every week, you can text me. I'm just joking. There's more than four people listen. My four followers. Uh, but hey, here's the other thing is, if you want to invite someone into this conversation, share the podcast with them. Like, share the podcast with them. It doesn't matter where they are. Share the podcast and what we're learning. A lot of what I'm going through and learning is things that God is teaching me, but I'm using the book um, by Dan Kimball, Pastor Dan Kimball, How Not to Read the Bible, and you can go buy that at Amazon. It's a great book. Um, it's awesome. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I'm reading it through it the second time. And uh, if you're saying, hey, I want I want a better better opportunity to have spiritual disciplines like you're talking about, Man, get in touch with me. I'll help you. I've got some devotional things I can help you. Right now, I'm going through the Replicate Devotion. That's what our whole church is going through. Uh, re- how we The reading plan of reading scripture and walking through that. And um, If you're not doing that daily, I encourage you. Let me help you. Let me help you get into the Word daily because it's not me that's teaching. It's Jesus that we that you need to look to to teach you and guide you and, and, and walk with you through life. So, you know what, Eli, I'll finish with this. Um, thing I was listening to yesterday is mowing the yard. That's where God talks to me the most when I mow the yard. I, I mow a lot of yards, but when I mow the yard, it's, it's almost like the hum of the engine. It's like he speaks right to me. And I, I asked, I was like, God, why? Why do I need to encourage people to read the Bible every day? Why do I need to get them to pray? And he said, I really feel like he said, because then they can know me. And I was like, man, that's all. I mean, just I was like, so I just kind of stopped my mowing. Well, I didn't stop. I just kind of was mowing and kind of just start saying, God, I just want to know you more. Just I want to know you more. And then immediately this morning I'm reading scripture and I, I, I hear him say, I love you and I forgive you. And I'm like, dude, I needed that. I needed that. So I want you to know him more. I hope this encouraged, encouraged you. Words are hard, Eli. Very. They're very hard. A guy who can't read is doing a podcast. That makes no sense. But I can talk. So... I mean, my goal is to get above Joe Rogan. No, I'm just playing. I'm not talking for two hours like he does. That's crazy. But I hope you've enjoyed it. Like, uh, I keep saying like and subscribe. My son told me it's not, you don't subscribe to podcasts, you follow podcasts. So like, follow it, and write a review. Trey was teaching me on this. So write a review. That helps me out. Hope you share it with somebody. Thank you so much. This has been Heart to Heart with Brian D. Hart and Eli Horton has been in the building. Did it go well? I think so. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) He'll share it with his brother. All right, we'll see you guys later. Have a great week. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to my dad's cringy jokes and heart to heart. And I hope you had a great time. And don't forget to like and subscribe. God bless. Have a wonderful day. They're not cringy jokes, dude. Bye, 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 bye.